0: Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 26. Today is September 9th, 2019, other oh, known as 9, nine 19, but it's a lot of 9. I'm mm-hmm. uh, your host, Kamran Shustar, and with me is... James Selig. So, we've, got, we've been uh, gone for a little bit just because a lot of the news came very heavily, and I lost track of all of it and basically just the amount of time it's taken to get everything in and everything else i have to do in my life kind of just took quite some time because we have this is like post comic con but we got gamescom and then we had d23 yeah and then nintendo just did a direct
1: yeah which was like way bigger than i was expecting
0: not to mention all of the other news that comes out before between and after all of that stuff yeah so we are actually splitting up the episodes so this is episode 26 uh this will be released first. This is going to be a Gamescom special. Everything in this episode will be very, it's just purely just gaming. And then later on in the week, we're going to release a D23 special, which will be focusing on movies and TV. But each one besides just Gamescom and D23, there'll be minor news in gaming, in movies and TV within those episodes as well. Usually before or after the main like event news that was going on. Uh, but the news will go all the way up Till about August 29th And then we'll have to do another episode For everything post that uh, We'll see if we have time I don't know if we'll be able to do Nintendo Direct In this episode, we're trying to stay around An hour and a half just so we don't Make you guys just listen For that long like, I yeah. don't know it could be like We're gonna try really but it,
1: it was a lot of news
0: Not to mention, there is a sh- from all that time There's a good amount of shit that we've played and watched So oh, yeah. it's gonna be... <laughs> A good amount. James, Though, would you like to start us off with what you've been playing?
1: Yeah. So uh, most of what I've been playing since last we talked was I started Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. I've been really liking it. Like I tried to play a little bit co-op with Chris, but ended it very quickly because we were like, I got to like a really hard part of the game that was like obscenely hard and I like I, Chris had literally just jumped in to try, uh, try it out, and it just wasn't working. Even solo, like oh, wow. with my uh, my best characters, it was fucking hard to do. Who uh, who are your characters that you've chosen? So up until the this Wakanda uh, level that I just finished, I had been doing uh, Spider Man, Venom, basically my two favorite characters, Iron Man, and then Wolverine. Wolverine being is like one of the main characters and like all of the ultimate alliance games like he's literally in all of them okay. uh well, granted most of these characters are basically it's just like um i don't know it just it feels like the old games i don't know it's been a while maybe the i don't remember if they had to if there are any other like mechanics that they took out or anything like that chris keeps thinking that like characters used to be able to stick to walls like spider-man could stick to walls i don't think that was ever a thing in those games but basically i'm liking it it's really fun i like the variety of characters they've got there are some characters that i'm literally just like who even is this like can you give me an like example? A, i think elsa bloodstone oh that's
0: um i don't know the fuck that is
1: yeah, she that is. daniel knew who she was she had something to do with like She's She mostly hunts, like, supernatural threats. So, so she's, they're just
0: putting anyone in this, then?
1: Like, a bunch of people, yeah. Okay. Like, in in one level, like, basically, the X-Mansion gets attacked, and Black Scarlet Witch, like, rips open a hole to another dimension just to, like, get out of there. You go through, and you wind up in the Dark Dimension from, like, you know, Dormammu's place. And in that one level, I got introduced to the Sorcerer Supreme... Doctor Strange, uh, Elsa Bloodstone, and I, literally when she showed up, I was like, who? <laughs> and uh, Ghost Rider, and I think there was someone else, too. Is It's like, it's a surprisingly fun game. Like, it's basically the story that they're doing is the Infinity Stones thing. Yeah, I don't wanna, the, like
0: the main villains are like Thanos and the yeah, uh, Thanos Black Order. Yeah, Thanos and the Black Order. Order. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I don't know, like, I'm, I'm not done with it yet. I might have to do some grinding because, like I said, all of a sudden the game got like ridiculously hard. Uh, but yeah, it's—I really, really like it. Would you but, say you pick
0: your team based on just characters you've always liked throughout your life, or over like
1: their style of gameplay or like their skills? Uh, I tried to do like style of gameplay, but using characters I like. So, so it's, the
0: best of both worlds out of those yeah. selections.
1: So, like, um, I guess there's a lot of characters that have, like, overlapping abilities. Like, it starts you off with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then, like, I don't know, once you get to Earth, you get, like, the Hulk and all that stuff. And I was just like, well, I don't need, like, the Hulk and, uh, like, Thor, because they're both, like, super strong characters or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, so basically, once I got Venom, I was like, oh, well, I don't need... A strong character anymore because I got Venom. Who, of course you'd want Venom. Yeah, because he's like basically one of my favorite Marvel characters. Uh, so I think what I like about it is that it gives you the opportunity to just play with whoever you like to play and you'll get through the game just fine, but there is a lot of like deep mechanics for like depending on who you choose to be in your party you get different like bonuses to different stats and you only
0: get certain characters at certain points in time right so you start off with like only a few and then like over yeah. time more gotten unlocked for you. yeah they
1: get you get uh they get unlocked as you go through the campaign and just like go to different locations and stuff like that when do the dlc characters get unlocked i have no idea okay i didn't even buy that uh season pass because is the season pass that had, is cyclops a dlc character He's actually a free DLC character, Excellent. weirdly enough. Because, like, I got... Because um, I, I, I just want to... I'm going to probably
0: be using Cyclops and other X-Men. Maybe some of the street characters, but, like, my it'll probably just be X-Men characters.
1: Yeah. So... Um,
0: when I eventually get it one day.
1: So I got to the point in the story where, like I said, you, you go to the X-Mansion for a bit, you help out, and then you got to get out of there really quick. Like for story reasons cyclops and uh colossus were left behind and so i was like oh wait i don't get those guys because they didn't show up in my character sheet oh and then or they whatever. come in as the free deal yeah and then later on uh, there like there was just an update on the switch news page or whatever it was like hey for those who have marvel ultimate alliance 3 once you get past this point you, it'll just like unlock these characters for you uh and i was like oh cool okay So they are characters now. Awesome. Uh, But yeah, I mean, like, basically, depending on who you choose, there's just a bunch of different uh, stat boosts that you can unlock. Like, if you're using characters who are really intelligent, you'll get, like, literally it's called Big Brains uh, bonus that gives you, I guess, like a bonus to some stat. I forget which one. Uh, Then there's, like, bonuses if you have all original Avengers, all women of Marvel, all assassins, all magic users, all X Men. Like, so you get to pick and choose, like, exactly what kind of team you want to have, depending on what you're a fan of. So I really like that. It's pretty cool. And then, other than that, I just got back into Destiny because crossplay, no, not crossplay, cross saves came out. And I can finally, like, port my character over to xbox and like play all the content that chris has like been missing you've left me well like i'll like, no i played with you a little bit no but, i know but like <laughs> now i actually really quickly got my hunter up to uh like level 700 so
0: you're are you then doing the uh, uh one character for each console pretty much uh or like focusing a secondary character on the xbox whereas your primary character For now. just mainly using on PlayStation?
1: For now. I want to get my Hunter up to where I was with my Titan so that when stuff like the Iron Banner happens, I can get through all the uh, bounties and stuff with my Titan first and then go on to my Hunter and get even more tokens and whatnot. Uh, So, at this point, I actually, next time Iron Banner shows up before the end of the season, I could actually use my uh, Hunter as well. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Actually, I'll, I'll jump in here really fast and get my Destiny 2 talk in really fast. Yeah. So, I've been playing. I, I haven't. I, everyone's like, cross save zone. I'm like, oh, fuck it, dude. I'm busy right now. <laughs> just leave me alone.
1: I did it. What? I did all of it. It's done. You finished everything you wanted to do in Destiny?
0: No. Huh? Definitely not. What? But in Crucible. So, remember all those pinnacle weapons I said I was going oh, for? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, when i was basically I, I started doing a specific strategy where i would only jump on and play like uh quick play when i had the bounties once the bounties were done i just stopped playing right and just because it was it, it's you're just kind of slowly climbing the charts just to get those resets when iron banner came out and they did the boost dude i went like in and i mean like really in i ended up getting like re uh, each day i get like a reset each time yeah. i'd play yeah i would just like knock it all out of all the bounties everything else but uh at a certain point i finally it within all right so within doing that i finished the newest pinnacle weapon quest which was to get revoker the sniper rifle where you have to do mm. uh 50 precision kills with a sniper rifle 300 kills yeah. and then get um basically like 3500 in uh, glory points basically I did that in that time and then I got that Well, just trying to get the uh, resets and then I also finished the pinnacle steps or the uh, the quest steps for the iron banner quest uh, so I finished all of that and then I got the reset for the fifth time and I got my redrix broadsword and I started using it and I was like oh, I was I like bygones more <laughs> and i was just like fuck's sake <laughs> i was i was cracking up because it it's actually really cool like the way that it, it shoots like it kind of like if i remember correctly like when you start shooting it it kind of ramps up fire like its rate of fire it just goes pretty crazy mm-hmm. uh, and then um depending on that use it also will reload fast as well if you're not really firing much then i think it reloads slower but it it seems formidable but in comparison with Bygones, I was like, you know, I'm just going to stick to this. I'm glad I got it, though. And then I'm like, cool, that's done. Time for competitive to get the others, because they're all at the same point. Reach Fabled. I tried to play, I'm like, let me try for, like, two matches. Lost both, and I'm like, fuck this game. (laughs) And so I... Message my clan, and I'm like, hey, yo, who wants to help me with this? Like, who I need people that I can actually talk to, not blueberries that I have no communication with in an a mode that is incredibly strategic. And I got one guy who was doing it, too, and my clan, and we worked together. We ended up losing, like, the first three matches each time, and I'm just like, you know what? Maybe we, it's not even worth it. We shouldn't even bother. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just do one more. So we played, and we won. And I'm like, oh, fuck. We haven't won a competitive match in a long time. And then we won again. 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 And I looked, and I had a five-win kills, a five win streak in competitive. And I was like, holy shit. And my glory was, like, raising. And I'm like, I never even got this high before. It took two days. But in those two... Just because you couldn't play the whole day. But in those two days, we... Our wins, just with us two working together, we had uh, at one point I think one or two other people, not at the same time, but like we had a third guy that came in at certain points, uh, for brief times compared to like the overall time we were doing it. But for every loss that we got, we would get like two to three more wins. So it, we just, dude, and at that point too, we were usually at the top of the leaderboards too. It, like, I just got really really into it like i was just like getting fucking like i just it finally synced with me and i'm like all right do this this uh like we would uh team up together we'd like do a combo shots on people where he had the uh he had the monarch bow and i was using bygones so we i would just like take him down to a point where just like his shields were down one monarch shot dead and move on to the next guy And we just kept doing that and it was just, it it just worked so freaking well. And I finished it all and we're like, he got to uh, Fabled first because he had, he was at a high point before we jumped on together. And then I got it and I was like, awesome. And I redeemed the thing. I I went to Shaxx. I got the mountaintop. I got Lunas Hal, I got Recluse. And I was like, I did it. I got everything. And then the game's like, uh, uh, uh. There's one more thing, and I'm All like, what right. the fuck is this? So when you beat, when you get Lunas Hal, it unlocks a new Pinnacle weapon quest called Hope, and you have to get oh. kills with Lunas Hal in competitive. But here's the kicker: I heard it's two, it's two steps. I haven't looked it up because I just I was like, nah, dude, I'm not doing this right now. Apparently, you have to get 500 kills in competitive with Lunas Hal, and then reach legendary and competitive and I was like the amount of time it's going to take me just to get those kills is going to drop my glory to what it's currently at but also I'm not going to be able to do that by the reset because I'm not going to do that that literally will just take my time for a while and I'm like you know what there's probably going to be a pinnacle weapon for crucible again when shadow keep comes out and it's probably going to ask to reach fabled so what I'm going to do is during that whole time to basically climb that mountain again I'm just going to use Lunas Howl the whole time. Get the Fable, get the Legendary, get it done. Uh, the, after that, I was like, I need a break from Destiny. Like, I, I told my clan, I'm like, anyone needs me? Message me when I'm already online playing something else. I'll jump on and help you guys with whatever. I'll jump on for raids, everything else. But until Shadowkeep comes out, I got this whole month to tackle my backlog. Which, I can. I'm just excited to just finally get some other stuff done get my older games done and games where the sequels are coming out now or like spiritual successors or whatever like it's it's finally the chance for me to do that but yeah destiny yeah what have you been up to or what's the ne- what, what else have you been uh doing?
1: the only other thing besides ultimate alliance 3 and destiny was gears 4 i finally went back to finish gears 4 because gears 5 comes out in like tomorrow <laughs> and unless
0: you have game pass it was out on the
1: sixth yeah game pass ultimate or whatever uh i thought that was only for pc though
0: no game pass in general so game pass gives you four days early access as well as you basically the way to get it on the the friday this past friday was uh either you have game pass you buy the console bundle or you get the ultimate edition Hmm. and then the standard edition for digital and physical comes out on the 10th
1: right yeah um Yeah. Anyway, I just didn't want to be like lost on Gears Five when it came out because, like, I am a fan of the series. I've played. Actually, I I was about to say I played all of them because I never actually got around to finishing or starting uh, Judgment. Judgment.
0: I I did that one. It was I liked it. Uh, wasn't worth the insane replay though. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm good.
1: Yeah. Um. I definitely want to get to it at some point. I just keep literally forgetting it even existed. Uh, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I just didn't really like Gears 4 that much. I mean, I apparently ended on, or stopped playing on, like, the end of Act 3 or something like that. So I was, like, literally almost at the end of the game. I was, like, one act away from the end. And you just stopped
0: playing for, like, how long has it been, like, years? Uh, it, uh, when was the last time you played it?
1: That's actually a good question. Probably, like, two I years probably, ago, huh? Maybe I probably longer. played
0: it around when it first came out. So, and then, that was 2017, maybe? Something like that? I don't remember. I actually don't remember when this game came out, yeah. to be honest.
1: So, I don't know. Are you still playing
0: it? I was uh, basically after you were going to finish, I was going to talk about it very briefly. I, I'll i just say it now. I am still in the first act. I really? am in like the third chapter or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, at the point, I could just tell you since you're farther than me, you'll know where I'm at. I we just uh, uh, what's her face? I think her name's Sloan, the woman in charge of like uh, the cog and everything
1: else. Um, oh man, I just or something. Similar. I literally don't remember the, the. I know who you're talking about, but though. she uh,
0: she's like, Oh, what are you guys doing raiding like our construction place, whatever, and then the robots start attacking you. I'm at that point where uh, the train hits them and there's someone mysteriously helping you out that has like a train or something yeah. and um, just finding my way through that area currently. yeah so we're still very early I haven't seen the swarm or anything yet it's just been the robots which at least so far from what I've played keep in mind also my friend and I Brandon we're playing this on insane so and I'm only pl- I've never played this game before just because it, it was just one of the ones I just I missed yeah I just missed it but uh, playing it now, and I'm just like, ah, might as well just do it on saying, fuck it. And I'm just like, yo, I fucking I hate this game sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's just it's killing me. And I'm like, I'm remembering like gears one through three and I'm like, I don't remember it being like this. No. But it's just the I'll put it in perspective, there's a new SMG called The Enforcer. And it's got like a large magazine, but it feels like each bullet doesn't do anything. Like it just feels like you're shooting something with baby pellets. Because, like, the little robot, the, the robots that come out and fight you, with, like, the standard ones, not even the strong ones, it takes you, like, one and a half mags to kill one on Insane. And I get that. Like, I mean, the whole thing is, like, Insane. You don't get, uh, there's no revives. Like, you die. You, oh, shit. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, so, there's no, you can't, there's no downs. Like, you just get, ki- if you, you instantly die. So, that's the big thing about the difficulty. But also, of course, damage comes faster the only thing i don't like is that their health is up to a point so high that your weapons are pretty much it feels like your weapons are useless at least so far for the robots like i just also it's giving you only certain weapons and i don't like those weapons like it's these new ones that aren't from the old games like they just they're so far i'm like cool now i'm just knowing what weapons i don't want to use in the future is what yeah. I've get, gotten it from it so
1: far. Yeah, I really was not a huge fan of any of the new weapons that they introduced in this one. Like, they have a new shotgun called the Overkill, which is kind of interesting. It It's not that useful, it's though. Not. It, like, it's not. It's
0: not. It You feel like it does set have range, I can't tell, and then you're, like, unloading the entire thing still, and it's just like, the fuck, the, I don't even know what the fuck this thing is doing.
1: There were enemies later in the game that I literally picked up an Overkill, walked right up to them cause they were like the last one left and unloaded an entire clip of overkill uh, shots into them. Didn't kill them. And I'm just I think
0: it should be called underkill.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, why? I mean, it's kind of cool that it fires both when you pull the trigger and when you release the trigger. So you can fire it like pretty fast, but it's just, it doesn't do anything. And even the old nasher just doesn't seem to be nearly as effective as it used to be. Uh, yeah, no, it
0: doesn't. It, it feels very ineffective against the robots.
1: Yeah, um, like you mentioned, the enforcer is like. I like that they tried to in- include an SMG, but it, it it's not effective. Yeah, it's it's. So yeah. pretty much the majority of the game, I'm just like I'm just gonna do the lancer and the hammer burst, and that's it. That works. Also, the bolt talk was like surprisingly effective. But, yeah, I just, so like I didn't really like any of the new guns. The.
0: What about the new characters? I guess
1: I didn't really like any of the new characters either. <laughs> like, I guess Dell is kind of funny, uh, but like JD, I found just kind of vanilla. Yeah, there's like nothing really special to him. Kate, there's like an interesting twist with her at the end of the game, which I'm assuming basically from what I've seen with the trailers for five, it
0: basically leads into that. I'm assuming
1: yeah i don't want to do too much spoiler stuff yeah i've been Uh, i've
0: been trying to stay somewhat pure but i'm like i have to watch the trailers that's gonna work for microsoft yeah yeah, that's the thing unavoidable
1: if you've watched all the trailers for gears 5 so far you've already got the hint that like she might be related to the locust or to the queen or whatever or somehow because she took 23 in me <laughs> well, no, she she keeps holding on to that like medallion. No, oh, yeah, I saw the, the in the trailer symbol. you see like her
0: face and stuff, and you're just like, what the fuck's happening? And that too.
1: So like, like I said, I don't want to get too far into spoilers for the end of the game. But basically, it's like she gets that medallion. She's like, it used to be my grandmother's, and then she flips it over, and it's the locust symbol. And you're supposed to be like, whoa, wait, what? She's related to the locust somehow. And then it literally just cuts to black. That's the end of the game. Like, so, like, I, I literally looked at the Wikipedia synopsis for the game to see, like, did I just, like, forget something really major or whatever? Like, because, just like I said, I, I started the game a long time ago. I didn't feel like starting a whole new game because I just really didn't enjoy the beginning of it. And then, uh, so I basically just played the end of the game. And I thought, like, oh, well, maybe I missed something. Maybe... I like that did that was supposed to feel like some sort of conclusion to the story. But like, no, like I I read the Wikipedia synopsis. I was like, oh, literally nothing important happens in the entire game until like basically the point that I started up again. So it it feels like a lot of these set pieces that they've made for that game were designed just to be really cinematic and interesting looking but there's no real cohesion to like why are we here now what are we doing now like wha- what ha- what's what are we doing next what is our overall objective i don't know i was just like lost the majority of the time
0: i guess for you does it kind of fit more of like this new this this previous era of like halo 5 and that just for the exclusives yeah. just kind of not hitting the marks that their predecessors, because these are the first, these are like games from new studios that aren't the original studios working on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had my issues with how Gears 3 uh, worked or like was structured, but overall, I still really enjoyed it. And I really liked the first two games. Uh, like I said, I, d- I never got around to ju- uh, judgment. But yeah, I just, I say overall Gears 4 is probably just like a huge disappointment for me. Because I'm, like, a huge fan of the gameplay of the series. I think think it's really, really fun. But, you know, like, none of the weapons felt good. I didn't really like any of the new characters. Like, literally, I was so excited when Marcus came back. Because I was like, holy shit, finally a character I actually give a shit about. And then he gets kidnapped in, like, two levels. (laughs) And then, like, the next act of the game is trying to get him back. And then you'd have, like, one more act, and then it just kind of ends. And I was like, wait, so what was the whole point of this game? Shit just kind of happened?
0: (laughs) It's weird, too, because, like, I remember when they first revealed it, and, like, one of the first things was, like, the gameplay was, like, there was a crazy storm. It shows that weird... storms. Like, that uh, animal that has, like, the crazy tongue and shit. That's the one that kidnaps Marcus, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I remember seeing that, and just the kind of environment and the feel of it. And... It looked, it reminded me a lot of the first one where it's just very eerie and there's some horror elements in it. Of just like, it's dark and it, that, that creepiness was probably why I still think the first one is my favorite. Uh, but it'll be interesting. Cause like, I mean, like I said, I'm in the first area with like fucking robots and shit. It's yeah. like, what, what is this? But I'm hoping at least for me, like when I get to the points with the swarm and all that, hopefully I'll get some form of reconnection. But it's still too early for me to say it.
1: Um, So one thing that I noticed was that the, like you said, the first Gears was very, like, dark and ominous. And there's, like, creepy at times. Like, remember that level that you're going to the refinery and it's, like, the dark wretches and rainy. Yeah. And there's dark wretches. It's creepy. But then I didn't really ever get any feeling of that in Gears 4. It's just because uh. they're constantly, the main characters are constantly cracking jokes and stuff like that so it feels like uh that kind of humor that i know you you personally don't like like in a marvel movie where it's like a oh very, they got fucking quips yeah a very uh. serious like dire situation you're in and people can't stop making jokes about how fucked they are and it's just like it's not that funny uh, like yeah. just, it doesn't feel like it fits in the gears of war universe for me personally but i don't know like I I really wanted to like it, but I just ended up not really at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so far, like, I mean, the, the characters I've seen is just like, uh,
0: what is it, JD, um, Dell, and Kate, and then what's the uncle's, Kate's uncle? Oscar. Oscar yeah, Oscar and I crack, cracked up because I'm like, of course the dude's like that, dude. This like, oh hey, what's up, man? what's was going on an yeah. uncle and I'm just like, oh for fuck's sake. Alright, here we go. I guess this is happening. But yeah, it's
1: yeah, fucking stereotype You You also mentioned the storms. Those are another thing that feels like they were meant to look really visually interesting, and they are. But gameplay wise I fucking hated them. Like I it was really cool that there were certain things he could shoot in the environment that would get blown Through the wind and like actually crush enemies that was cool but then there was always this segment where it's like get to safety by avoiding these lightning strikes that are just like it's like a, a lightning would strike the ground and then like can make a continuous beam and just keep putting out more lightning bolts like radiating out from it and i don't know just like that it it felt like a random pattern so you were basically like, you could either run right to the end not and not even get hit totally fine, or you could go through like five times and just randomly keep dying every time. It was really fucking frustrating. Okay. So is that uh, all the
0: games for you? Yeah, that's it for now. Alright, and that knocked out two for me out of my five. So my other three are, the first one is Borderlands 2, done. DLC, done. Game, done. All done. That, oh my god, that's so fucking, dude. I it's not that I don't like the game. I like borderlands, but playing it for so long, just kind of replaying it just to catch up to where I left off. Cause I hadn't played it since like 360. Um, I think I got like a third of the way through before and it just, uh, some of my friends played without me. So then I just didn't care to play it mm-hmm. by myself. I was like, I'm not playing this by myself. I'm not going to, I sold it. And, uh, jumping in and again, like it was cool. And then the humor is very much, uh, very much, like, small hits, big misses all the time for the for the jokes and everything else. Just because it's, it's fine. Like, there's certain things that made me chuckle, but that that humor for me is just kind of... It's very, like, eh, eh whatever. Right. Um, overall, I, it was a good time. But I think just because the amount of stuff, put like, amount of time put into it, it fatigued me to... It just kind of fatigued me at a certain point where I was just kind of like, oh, I was trying to get it to get it done. I didn't care what I'm doing at this point uh now i'm like oh three's about to be out <laughs> oh god i'm i'm excited but at the same time just like at least i have like three other people i'm gonna be playing with just because i'm get i'm getting on xbox it's the same crew most likely that i played anthem for that two days with uh before stopping completely uh we like none of us went back except for i think two of them tried and they were like don't bother and i was like cool yeah, sounds good it's fucking bad <laughs> So borderlands 2 is it's fine um I'm just happy it's done for me just because it, it felt like at least you know I was doing like co-op games usually on my cheat days with uh, yeah. Brandon and stuff that was like the longest one and now with that done I'm like we're doing gears four right now which is gonna take a bit of time but basically like it's gears four then gears five but at, at the same time those were probably gonna be delayed because of Borderlands three so I'm like oh my god I'm not gonna get my gears in man. Though I might just... I, I have to wait just because... I was going to be like, oh, I could play 5 just on my own while I'm waiting. And I'm like, wait, no, I still have to finish 4. <laughs> That's not going to work. Uh, I'll, I'm excited to, like, at least try these new ones. For Borderlands 3, though, just because it's going to be fresh. And I feel like it's going to be fresh in my class. Like, I already know I'm going to play as um, Mose, I believe. The gunner with the giant bear robot. Oh. Yeah. uh. uh Game I've been playing at work during like breaks and lunches, it's Assassin's Creed Syndicate, the oldest game on my backlog for PlayStation, uh, for PS4 specifically. I beat the main boss, I beat all the side quests, and I did all the territory, and I was like, "Fuck yes, it's done." And then I was like, "There's DLC." Fuck. Okay, I'm gonna do these. And I've been knocking him like, honestly, th- alright, so, I didn't like Unity. Unity was, like, that was a, that was probably the fastest Assassin's Creed game I've ever played, because I just ran through it, just ran through the campaign, I didn't even do anything else. I was like, cool, I'm done, out, later. Uh, just because even then, like, it was just, it, I, I just, it didn't feel fun, honestly. Yeah. And then Syndicate, complete opposite. It, I feel like it was a great ending, To that style of gameplay because I I haven't played Origins yet but from what I've seen like the whole system is different but I think and of course like there was that year in between where it's just basically like we're gonna reassess like we're changing everything the game stands for and is basically yeah and with Syndicate I I was very happy with how they ended everything just because I liked having two characters you can switch between with certain like Evie's more stealth, uh, Jacob's more like brawler. Uh, so like his, he has like more health and everything else. Whereas she like just she, if you stand still with her and you're upgraded enough, she literally turns invisible. Like yeah. you can't find her. And I was like, oh, this is great. And like I upgraded all their skills. Um, I just haven't gotten all their specific like highest weapons and whatnot. I'm not gonna go for that either. Like the last stuff I had, like I liked all the. It was cool to do like stuff with Charles Dickens, Charles Darwin. Uh, Karl Marx and stuff. All I have left currently is I'm at the very end of the Maharaja missions for um, for, uh, basically the leader of India. I forget what his name is. And then I still have Jack the Ripper, Hmm. which I got basically downloaded, ready to go. Uh, Hopefully, honestly, I think I could probably get those done. I'm hoping within the next two days or so. Uh, if, like hopefully next episode I can talk about just Jack the Ripper DLC and just how I and like how I felt about it. Um, the villains were okay. Like Steric definitely wasn't the biggest. Like Haytham was a much better villain than him, just because st- this dude is basically like I rule. I'm trying to rule England and like or keep it a certain way of order. And he's like fancy British guy with a crazy mustache. And, like, one by one, all of his dudes keep falling. And he actually, like, it shows him, like, always getting, like, angry about it. And then at the end, he's like, I'll deal with it myself. And then, basically, both the, the twins work together to take him out. And I was just like, yeah, like, in terms of just, I guess, antagonists, he doesn't do as well as, like, the first the, the first three sets of games. So, like, Altair, Ezio, Connor, like, they all have better shit. Uh, but he, because I don't even remember who, was there even a main villain in Black Flag? I don't remember one. I feel like he did better than, like, anything after 3. I
1: don't really remember. Yeah, so
0: in in regards to, like, Rogue, Black Flag, and Unity, I'd say this character in it is the stronger of them. Uh, in terms of, like, games-wise, uh, I'd still say the Ezio Trilogy is at my top, probably followed by... I know everyone loves Black Flag, which I was like, I, I liked it, but I didn't like it. I, I didn't care too much about the ship stuff, so I'd say 3, and... I think this is better than 3, and then 3 is over Black Flag for me. So it's like, Ezio Trilogy, then Syndicate, then 3, then Black Flag at this point. Uh, yeah. And I, I, the train was kind of cool, too. Like, I don't know, I just... Everything, I was... I thought I was going to rush through it, and then... I was like, ah, oh, shit, this, this is, is really cool. cool. I want to do everything. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, I don't have time. I'm not going to bother with the collectibles, at least. But I'll do everything else. And then the uh, last game I got on here is Wolfenstein 2. So because Youngblood came out, I pretty much fast-tracked this. I've been trying to get it done. I've been playing on the Terror Billy difficulty. Oh, God. So the only thing above that is... Um, oh, so you're not playing on... Um... I Am Death Incarnate? No. Yeah. And Mind It's. So those are the only two difficulties higher, which it's there's like seven difficulties. So this is like difficulty number five. It's pretty high up there. Um The Mind Limits, you can't play on the first playthrough. That's the one where basically you die, you have to start the game over. So yeah. I'm like, the minute I heard that, it reminded me of that crazy mode in Dead Space 2 where like I on Dead Space 1, and I was like, that game's great. And Dead Space 2, they're like, yo, you get like three saves, and then if you die, you have to go all the way back, and I was like. Alright, cool. Thanks, guys. I'm not gonna be platinum your game. I appreciate yeah. Dead Space 2. They'll play it once. And then Wolfenstein, uh, for the New Order and Old Blood. I platinumed the shit out of those games. Like, those were the biggest platinums I had done in the recent, like, last two years or so, and I love those games so much. And then this happens again, where I'm like, I'm gonna fucking platinum the shit out of it. I'm gonna do all this stuff in it. And then they're like, yeah, I love it. And I was like cool you just turned off the entire trophy hunt for this guy saving me a bunch of time so i'm like i'm just gonna do the one playthrough on terror because once it did that i was like well there's no point in doing death incarnate because it's just not as necessary especially because you only get bronzes really? for each diff- yeah even on my levit's. you beat Mine Levits, you only get a bronze yep seems like a mistake yeah so i was like nah i'm good on terror, ability. like i was still one of the high difficulty but i was yeah. like I'm, I'm not gonna go that crazy Uh, So I ended up beating the game. Really great. I would say the narrative isn't as good as the first one, just because that one's very much full monologue of BJ, which he does have during the game in this one, but it's just not as prominent. It still hits a lot of great notes. Like It's not a bad game at all. It's a fantastic game. I love this game a lot. Uh, The new characters are really cool. I love that they continue, that they're like the choice in the very beginning of the first game where you choose between white and Fergus, they're still in the game and they're still separate. I'm probably, I'm just not going to do the Fergus one. Just it's, I just don't, I'm not going to do it again. So I'm like, I chose Wyatt and it's basically very psychedelic cause he trips on acid, like for half the game. and it's ridiculous. Uh, the, it's, it's so good. I really like the gameplay. Uh, the difficulty made things challenging at certain points. Um, Though it made life... Not going for the Platinum made things easier where I'm not trying to get every perk. I'm not trying to get every collectible. So more to just, like, I need to survive, play through, get through it, and just keep going. And if I can find collectibles on the way, I get them. But otherwise, like, I'm just, like, blasting through. And the boss fight at the end with the two giant robots, I was just like, yo, this is fucking insane. And I spent, like, the whole night trying to play it. Couldn't do it. Came back the next day. Just kind of like reassessed and then like did it within like five tries or something. It was just like, I was, uh, once I figured it out, I was like, oh, this is actually not that bad. And I just started running around killing everything. Uh, now, though, it's like, oh, you have to do all of the, uh, you know how you get the Enigma codes? Yeah. Or whatever from killing the officers? So, yeah. and you have to like get, use all those to get the, um, locations of the uber commanders yeah so i i was at first like i'm not gonna i'm probably not gonna do that and then uh, i was talking to brandon about and he's like oh when you do all that you unlock the final ending of the game which is like a secret fortress and stuff and also it looks like when you there's like a map of the u.s each time you kill a specific uber commando or uber commander it shows part of the u.s being liberated or like it shows like that area is like clear which Mm. means i think when they die, like they're the post, they're post like General Engel leadership after you kill her. So like, um, it just shows that the U.S. is being liberated each time they die because they're the ones in charge of those areas, I guess. And I'm like, oh my god, because I don't have enough. I'm 23 cards short of the last four guys, which means like going through uh, the current like each each level has like one officer besides the uber commander, which gives you another card. But there's only like 11 so that means i have to basically figure out the best way to farm 12 cards which means like going either going through one level 12 times just to get those cards or if there's one with multiple i'll have to do that but i realized i'm like wait i already beat it on Billy there's no more trophies for the difficulty so i just lowered it to like normal i was like yeah. fuck yeah time to just run through this shit because now i'm on the i'm, I'm on a clock now i got i got i gotta make results get the fuck out but I did buy the season pass now for the three DLC mission, uh, the three DLCs for um, other characters. Yeah. So once I'm done with uh, the Uber Commanders, basically I'm going to run into that, get it done, and then just uh, jump into Youngblood after. Right. And we'll see how that goes. But yeah, alright, so that's all of the. Alright, 40 minutes in. It's everything we played for the past, it feels like a month almost. It's like three yeah, weeks to a month. Yeah, pretty or much. But okay. <sighs> on to the gamescom news so starting off uh we have the game and uh, i don't know if it was announced but basically they showed a lot of the gameplay and just like revealed a lot about it called greed fall so did you see this game
1: no i don't really know anything about it but i keep seeing trailers like show or recommended to me on youtube and i just keep So it's, it's very dragon
0: up. age mass effect-esque uh you play as a diplomat going to this land And basically being a diplomat gets you into, like, they're like, oh, your primary focus is a combat. You're, like, not trying to conquer shit. You're just the diplomat. So that's, like, your main thing is, like, I guess, like, dialogue and things like that. Right. Uh, Basically, like, Dragon Age and Mass Effect in those ways. And you get all these different party members from each type of faction, really. And, of course, like, each one will impact the other depending on, because some of them conflict with each other and everything else. Uh, Then you're also working with all these different factions since you're the diplomat. You're like, hey, I'm from this place, whatever. Uh, how can we, I guess, like, do whatever to improve standing with you? Or, like, basically, you know, you're trying to make deals with them or something. I'm not really sure. But some conflict with each other. Uh, some have just, like, you have a native race. You have, like, more uh invading type races it's very much like the the, it's like there's like elf people almost that are like native to land and they're losing shit and you have like one of them in your party and everything else so it honestly seems like it's a it's a game where if you like the style of mass effect or dragon age and like kind of like the the dialogue tree style with the combat and everything else like this is probably the most similar I'm interested in it, but of course I'm going to wait and see just how reception is. And i am it seems like a game I just play in eventual time. It's not something I'll probably get day one. But I just thought it was an interesting... It, it seemed really interesting just because I was like, oh, this seems kind of new. And being a diplomat, I thought that was an interesting take. Yeah,
1: I'll definitely look into the trailers now. Because like, the idea of you being a diplomat instead of like a fighter or anything is actually kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up we got Vigor. So this game seems like Ark Evolved or Rust where it was like uh, you build like a base or whatever and then you have all these other characters in this world and there's, I think... I'm not sure if you're just killing other people. I think it's just populated by other people. But it, it just seems like another version of Rust. Uh, do you have any... Did you see it? Uh,
1: Chris keeps recommending I try it out because it's free to play and he's interested in it. But other than, I haven't really looked into it much.
0: It, it just seems... It, yeah, like, it, I would... S- I'm not interested too much, but I just thought the concept, the way it was looking was somewhat interesting, but the, not enough to play.
1: The closest I ever got to playing any of those survival-type games was, like, I bought Ark when it came to Xbox, because I had a friend that I was working with who... Is it on a Game Pass now? Is it on Game Pass now? I think so. Oh, okay then. Either way, like, I literally bought it, and I was like, yeah, this thing looks cool, it's like Rust, but with dinosaurs and stuff, and I literally never even... Yeah, I started. I want to
0: play it, but I just feel the same way I feel about like I haven't. I I always wanted to go back to DC Universe Online. Yeah. I wanted to play Elder Scrolls Online, yeah. and I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna throw another one of those games on that fucking burner. Like that's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, like DC Universe Online came to Switch, and I for a second was like, oh man, that's cool. I like that game. I might download it, and then I was like. I don't have the time yeah, to play just, a, an MMO on top MMOs of everything are just else. too big. And, like, Destiny's
0: already, like, hit that checkmark, right? Yeah, pretty and much. And takes exactly. up every, all that time, plus, like, Division 2 as well. Yeah. So. All right. Next, uh, this is an interesting one, I thought. Uh, synced, off-planet. So it seemed like it was a battle royale, but it seems more like... Um, yeah, I was It seems com- like a cross between Battle Royale and like World War Z or World uh not World War Z uh Daisy.
1: Yeah, I was really confused by that cuz like I saw the trailer for it it does have, like, a, a zombie game feel to it. Because it's, like, all these crazy robots that are, like, yeah. that insane or something. But that's the thing. is like, I, I like the twist that it seems to be, like, a techno virus, sort of, like, from X-Men, where it just, like, slowly turns people into, like, machines. Oh, so it's
0: turning people into machines.
1: Because, like, there was the one shot in the trailer of some some lady, like, slumped up against a uh, tree. Oh, like that's dead. right. Yeah. And there was, like, that weird purple light, like, slowly, like, converting her. And yeah. And like, I assumed that, that was, she was infected with the techno virus and she was slowly being converted into a machine or whatever. So I like that twist on it. But then I, I was really confused when the seemingly Battle Royale uh, tone came into the trailer. And I was like, how is that going to work?
0: Yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm wondering, is it like Battle Royale style where everyone goes into the match and as you die, you become that robot. So it's like a weird thing we still play because then you're just trying to kill. Well, that would be interesting. But at the same time, then, you, you, all you're doing is that, and I guess, like, the goal is then to survive as long as possible, or, like, reach an exit or something. Or it seems like it's more like Daisy, where it's like an open world, and this is all happening at the same time, and you're just trying to get through, and you can choose to help people or kill them.
1: Uh, it it might be kind of like, do you know that game, The Hunt Showdown, or something like that?
0: Uh, no, I stopped, uh, I remember when it was still called The Hunt, Heroes of a Gilded Age, or something like that. hmm And I, after that, like it changed a bunch of times, I think was it Crytek doing it. And I just, I I fell off of even looking, like staying on top of the news for it.
1: If I'm thinking of the right game, basically it's gameplay is like sort of Battle Royale-esque in that like a bunch of teams get dropped into a map, but it's, it's teams of two, I think. And the main objective isn't to kill every other human on the map. It's to hunt a specific creature on the map. And you got to, like, I I think, like, hunt for clues and whatnot as to, like, where it is. So maybe it's like that, where, like, there are a bunch of other people on the map that you could kill because they also are trying to do whatever you're doing. Like, maybe the the goal is, like, exfiltration, but, like, only so many people can leave. I guess then it would be kind of like Friday the 13th. (laughs) Yeah, possibly. Like, I mean, I'm I'm curious. Uh, It's
0: something I want to keep an eye on. Like, yeah. I'm not just like, oh, I can't wait for this to come out. I'm going to buy it. I'm like, but I'm like, I want to see where this goes. I'm yeah. like, it's It has my attention. I'm interested, for sure. All right. Uh, PUBG is getting crossplay between PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, starting, I believe, the matchmaking for that starts actually this month. I'm not sure when exactly, but it starts in September. Uh, which is, I'm like, of two minds with this one. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. They're doing that for like... I get like they maybe they can't do it for now with PC and everything but like it's it's big to do for the consoles. And then the other part of me was like, "Wait a minute. What are the what are the populations looking like now?" Yeah. And I- then part of me was like, "I think the pop I, I don't know, but I'm just my personal guess feels like the populations for both have declined a bit to a point where they're like it's it it makes everything better for everyone if they just combine the both but also makes things still even because if you put the mouse and keyboard players in there yeah it might make things a little difficult for the console players
1: definitely um i don't know PUBG is another one of those games that like i bought it at like the height of its popularity when it first came to xbox at least
0: before the days of fortnite
1: yeah before fortnite was the thing and i was just like cool, I can finally play that game that, like, everyone's talking about on PC. And I played it for, like, a few games. I was like, ooh, this doesn't run very well at all. I'm going to play another game that, you know, actually plays well. They've done a
0: lot of fixes for it now. Like, it's out of beta and everything else.
1: That's the thing. Like, it's been a while, so it's probably a lot better than I remember it being. But I don't know if this is going to be enough to make me go back. For me, it's not. Only because, like, I mean,
0: at least between Fortnite and PUBG... Fortnite's the most popular one. I don't care about the building. I don't care about the cartoon look or anything like that. So, for me, I like PUBG more just because it's the more realistic feel and this just, like, regular shit, regular guns and everything else. I I just like that more. But then Apex came out. Yeah. Or Blackout came out. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll buy Call of Duty, which we still have to open and try. Yeah. uh, So... I was like, well, that's there, and then Apex came out, and I was like, well, I fucking it's respawn. How, how can I say no to respawn?
1: And that's the thing. It's like it's just that. I'm sorry, PUBG, but there are just better versions yeah. of you out there. <laughs> and I'll I'll see
0: how Blackout plays, but like it it'll basically most likely just for me be between just like or alternating between Blackout and Apex probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh. Then. Actually, I feel like now that Gears Five is out, we're just gonna skip the Gears Five news. That's yeah. fine, because it was just like coming to Steam and uh, the Halo Reach uh, characters being in there for Horde. Yeah, I was yeah. really
1: confused by that, mostly because I was just like, "What? Why Halo Reach?" Uh, I just I don't know, man. <laughs> I just work here. <laughs>
0: uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven coming to Stadia. So just or St- why do I keep Stadia? Uh, Stadia. <laughs> uh, it's just another game up there. Do anything for you. Man, I can just play I'm just playing it, it on, on PS4. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. They're trying to. They're getting more games and they're making big announcements of them basically being like, we've got the support coming up, but yeah, it's I, I have no com. I have no compelling reason to even buy one. Uh, like go into at whatsoever. Stadia, fuck. All right. They showed some uh, predator hunting grounds at Gamescom. Yeah. Gone. I'm actually looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I am. I would, because I really want to play it. I don't have it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's. We got a PlayStation Plus, it was one of the free games, it was Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. I want to play that and try it out, because honestly, it looks really, really fun. And
1: I, heard I think really we'd have a good time with it. it. It's still, it's still on. I mean, we do know that, like, Greg Miller went, like, nuts for it with yeah. his thing. Yeah. And, dude,
0: I mean, hey, it's a fucking get to play in a horror movie. Like, that's great. And you're just running away from a dude that's just, like, can't be killed. It just seems like a good time. I and did then also like, now with this, like...
1: I did love that they have, like, a bunch of... Like, obviously they are fans of the Friday the 13th games, or movies, because there were a lot of references to, like, random moments in those games. And this is just, like, a multiplayer game. Yeah. These, like, for instance... I mean, instance, this is,
0: like, this, if, this is basically a double-A game. Like, these are double-A games, and yeah. it's, like, these are good double-A games. Or like, at least from what I've seen. They look like good double A games.
1: Like, they had a bunch of costumes from different, like, movies that Jason looked slightly different in. One of the funniest things that they had as a reference was, like, in one of the movies, he killed, like, someone by, like, stuffing them in a sleeping bag and just, like, smacking the sleeping bag against a tree a bunch of times until they died. And that's that's in the game. You could do that if you, like, get like, or you grab can get someone that done the to the right you. point. Yeah. <laughs> It's just yeah. so funny. It
0: just looks like a good time. And then, like, now with Predator, I'm like, dude, a fuck it. that's my, of all those, like, I don't know, it always feels like it's in a genre. You got Halloween, you got Friday the 13th, Predator, Alien, all that kind of stuff. Out of all those, Predator has always been my favorite, just because I, lo- I love the hunt. So, and yeah. uh, just that, I I want to do that, and I feel like you should get it, so then we can play. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm really interested in it, because, like, I want, I would like the idea of um, the marines or whatever i are they marines uh the soldiers like
0: yeah just uh, there's some form of commando i want to say they're green berets but i'm not sure maybe
1: whatever they are like the i like the idea of the soldiers versus the predator where i'm confused is like they the gameplay they showed off like it starts off with the people like the humans actually like hunting down uh some enemy encampment in shooting, like it's a regular shooter. Yeah. And the predator is just like not doing anything yet. And I'm just like, is there any reason to do that? I'm sure there is, but like, I I want to know what are the different objectives for the humans other than like survive. Because yeah. also,
0: you know what they added in? Apparently, if you kill hmm. the predator, he can actually activate the bomb.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So you have That's to escape.
0: Funny. If you if you still even if the predator dies and you get killed by the bomb, the predator wins. yeah So I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, this game looks so fucking cool. I I, honestly, I'm really excited for this.
1: I like, uh, kind of funny was talking about it because they got to play it a bit. And I like that, like, once the predator starts actually hunting the humans and the humans get a shot on it and the predator starts to bleed, it'll start leaving that, like, glowing green blood yeah, like in the movie, start, you could track it, and yeah. you could track it that way. And I was like, "That's actually really cool." Yeah. I like no, that.
0: it's. It's very. I'm just. Yeah, it looks. It looks really cool.
1: And we'll see how it shapes up, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic at this point.
0: Next up, a uh, small one. Witcher Three is going to come out October fifth for the fifteenth for the Switch. All right. um, same day as Overwatch. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, God, it feels like. Um, would you do you care about any of these games that I've already? released on xbox and playstation coming to the switch at all uh, like personally for me i already there's enough nintendo games that like i mean right now my switch is in cryosleep currently just because I, I, I haven't been playing anything portable if i do i still want to get a bunch of shit done on my vita because it's like nothing new is coming out anymore so it's just like finish it up it'll be done then retire it and then it's just solely just switch for me but like for now i'm just like eh like
1: I'd say the majority of things that are being re-released from, like, Xbox and PlayStation, like, I don't really need. But, like, there are certain things that I feel make sense for the Switch, like the Spyro collection. Oh, yeah, Uh, because also
0: for certain ages of kids, like, I would definitely, if I, like, I, I feel like if my niece, when she's older... I'd straight up just be like, all right, here's a Switch. Because it's like, what would you buy a kid now? I'm like, oh, I'd get him a Switch. Yeah, I can get him a PlayStation or Xbox. Probably just... it's a little kid, Switch just sounds like the best idea for them.
1: Especially since now for like 20 bucks you get like NES and Super NES games. Yeah,
0: and I wouldn't even... I don't even know what I'd get. I'm not even going to think about that. She's only like two. She's, yeah. not, <laughs> she's not even fucking like
1: three yet. But yeah, so... I don't know. Uh, so I guess basically... Like I said, the majority of the games... Don't really need from Switch. I don't really... Like, The Witcher is one of those ones where, like, that one I really never expected to see on the Switch. And I saw it, and I was kind of like, oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if I... it's That one is one of those ones where, like, if I literally didn't have a PlayStation or an Xbox, and I really wanted to play it, I would get it for Switch. But... Like it's I one I literally already played it on PlayStation I finished the game I didn't play any of the DLC but I own it so I could go back and play that if I wanted to but it's just like it's the Switch version of the Witcher is very clearly a visual downgrade from the others and like that's not like the biggest deal like it still looks fine it still has the good gameplay that uh, that the regular game had it still has the great story and side quests and stuff like that but it's just Obviously not the best version Yeah So uh, like I mentioned Overwatch Comes out the same day I'm interested in that but I also want to see How it actually looks when it comes out Definitely
0: Alright Next up so this one Of all the kind of like new re- like Games that just kind of not really came out of nowhere But there was like there's going to be some reveals Here for new games but they're not like the big Publisher reveals this one actually was very... Uh, I had been waiting for, and I'm like, yo, show me more. Disintegration. Did you see Disintegration? Um, so this is the game. Remind me? M- it's made by the ex-devs of both not only Bungie, but also Sucker Punch. So you got guys that made Halo and Infamous together. Okay. And they basically are making this new game that has like these robot people... And it looks really interesting. It's like there's vehicle combat and all this stuff. Like, I don't know how to describe it specifically. I think I saw that... The developer is called V1 now. They formed V1. And Mm -hmm. it's supposed to... I'm not really sure exactly what the world's supposed to be. It's either, like, the people are robots or they're wearing crazy armor. And then, like, robots became evil or something. I'm not really exactly sure about it. But basically, like, it seems like it's squad-style play. And, like, one person can be in a ship, one person can be, like, in a cool, like, bike vehicle thing or something. And then two guys can be on foot and they're just all going in in this battle. And it's going to have single player and multiplayer. And it looks really crazy. And the cool thing about it, too, is, like, uh, the devs very much just, like, yeah, we're going to listen to the fans and, like, do all this stuff and everything else. Depending on the demand for certain things, we'll do certain things depending on the success. And they're, like, depending on how people demand it, we'll even make it into an eSport, they said. Like, it it just seems very, like, I realized, I don't know too much about this game, but of all the games of, like, new devs or anything currently, this is one I'm going to start following this developer very closely, just because I want to see the process of how they're going about things, because it's like, they're, they're made up of people from two very, very good studios, and putting those types of people with those different genre of games together I'm just really excited because it just feels like they're like, yeah, let's take some of Seattle's best and just make this cool, awesome studio that just, like, can do all this crazy shit. And it just seems like, all right, look at Destiny. Like, you have a lot of influence from Halo in the past. Like, it, it feel, there's a lot of Halo stuff. Oh, yeah. It feels like this is like that, but it feels like it's like a different. It's not even it's not Destiny. It's something different. And I'm like, oh, another, and another one. We got another one, guys. Here we go. That's I think that's why I'm excited because I'm like, oh, it's also guys that did stuff like Halo and Destiny, and it's I'm just like, yes, give me more of these types of things. Excellent. Right. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm just yeah. Speaking of which, though, of Bungie and Destiny, they revealed season of the Undying at gamescom
1: yeah apparently not only are we getting like the moon and And the hive shit and everything else yeah we're also getting a vex thing
0: we're getting a raid yeah that's gonna be that's so shadow keep doesn't have a raid specifically towards like the hive the raid is gonna be from the vex weird so all the other shit that's like shadow keep i guess they're probably gonna have some new mode that's like menagerie or something uh the the it's gonna be the black garden for the raid
1: i did hear about that that sounds really interesting yeah
0: and i was like oh shit this is gonna be crazy so i'm sure it's also gonna spawn its own missions and some other stuff too to kind of like lead into it so i'm just like dude they're just they're fucking throwing shit in there i'm like oh god that's what you know, that's why i was like gotta finish this competitive faster get these things yeah. done i would like to get the other things like i oh i finished uh, i almost forgot to say during before i finished the drifter alliance quest yeah yeah so that's, like, done. I still have, basically, the Black Armoury storyline and the Opulence storyline. But I'm just, like, I don't... I have to choose, basically, between getting these things done in my backlog of Destiny or get things done in the backlog of all my other... Ge- just the backlog of games. So I'm, like, right now, I'm, like, ah, you know, I'll get the stuff done later. I gotta get the games done. It's fine. But all right, uh, next up. Uh, Sony did a... Pre- uh, I guess, technically, Sony it did a surprise reveal and release of a game called erica which is a live action choice game and i thought this was really cool i actually want to get it soonish and just kind of fast track it and just run through it because it if it's a live action game i don't expect it to be long probably not now um i don't know how much it is i'm gonna assume it's 20 dollars, which isn't too bad so i'm probably gonna get it check it out um probably after young blood or something we'll see uh did you... It, it see, honestly, it seemed really interesting. I've did seen you get, it
1: advertised on the PlayStation Store, but I never really looked that into it. Although, I did see, like, when it first came out, people were going crazy for it on Twitter. I just... I think it's just because you don't really get a live-action game. Not often, no.
0: Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, I gotta try. I gotta get this game. But I'll, once I do, I'll give, like, a review of it on a future episode.
1: Okay, what was that game? Night Night Trap? It it was a live action game. It was notorious. It was bad. Oh god, no! no, no, no. It was a three D O game. Oh jeez. All right. Uh, We got two big ones. Before
0: that, we have uh, another reveal: Iron Harvest. So this seems like an RTS game. I was interesting to me because it's a alternate history world where before World War Two, there's another war. So it's like it's post World War One. They're like, oh, all these enemies. We have to prepare. It seems like basically in, they're like in one timeline the Nazis come and they're like before that we have to prepare before this thing happens again. So instead it's a weird world where it's post World War 1, pre World War 2. It's like his World War 1 ends in 1917. This is like the 20s and there's like mechs. Like not what? like modern mechs, but like it's like weird robot a, a, a to- automaton style uh vehicles so like there's like types of very like loose design things that like it almost looks like uh, things that you you wouldn't see like Iron Man you'd see like Iron Man Mark 1 mm, basically okay. so it's like that kind of stuff and it just it just seems like a cool new RTS that could come out for me because that's one thing I actually really like playing on PCs it's RTSs so it it seemed interesting and I want to keep an eye on it alright now into the last two pieces which are the big hitters Death Stranding news. So they revealed a couple new characters. They revealed Mama. Uh, her whole story is her baby is stranded. So it's kind of like Heartman, where Heartman's whole family is stranded, but her infant child is stranded in a specific location. So she, in order to stay with the baby, she cannot leave where she is currently at. So she is basically confined to like a specific building in the middle of the country, and she can't leave there. So she could just stay with her baby. And it's supposed to be like a new tragic um, character that uh, Kojima's created. And she's played by Margaret Qualley. You'd know her as the hippie girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that was coming on to Cliff.
1: Oh, shit. I liked her.
0: Yeah. So that's who that was. That's why I wanted to... Uh, that's why I waited. I tell you, <laughs> before that, James was asking me who she was, and I was like, i really tell her your show just to sk- small. Maybe you'll get a small reaction. I got... Eh, I'll take it. <laughs> um, we got an intro of Dead Man, who is the character played by Guillermo del Toro. And he basically explains the... Uh, what the BBs are and why they're used. Like, it, it, it explains... It, we finally get an explanation of why there's a fucking baby yeah. on your... uh,
1: it, it was basically confirmed that, like, by plugging into this baby, Sam can kind of, like, connect to the other side, and that's how he's able to see... The BTs. The BTs. Which are,
0: like, those invisible things
1: with the footprints yeah. and just kill people. Which apparently... beach them. I've heard that BT stands for beached things, because it's, like, a, a death stranding. Yeah. Yeah. Or a strand. It's like
0: you I mean you even see like crabs and like whales or yeah, something. Not like. Yeah, not
1: too. So a lot of ocean theme.
0: They also reveal that babies are from still mothers. Yeah. It explains that why they have that connection. Yeah,
1: like so somehow, even though they're not physically connected to their mothers anymore, like the mother is still like, well they refer they call them still mothers. I assume they're in like some sort of coma state somewhere physically. Yeah. Like they're still. But f- the alive. babies
0: aren't technically alive either at yeah. they're not like they they're haven't they're not going to grow up or anything yeah like
1: they haven't been born and they haven't died yeah so they're kind of like in between and he even says like they have an, don't uh, get too uh, attached to, attach to you have a ba- one-year lifespan yeah like don't get too attached to your bb because they have to be like decommissioned after a while
0: yeah they just they bit like they just can't survive or something and he even says like you'll probably have to decommission yours Somewhere in your journey. Like, you're not even going to make it all the way to the other side before... Yeah. The, the, like, that thing is going to... You'll have to decommission it before you even make it through. Uh, so, that was really cool. They also even show... Um, Jeff Keeley is in the game as yeah. Luden's... Uh, as a Luden's fan. Uh, but the voice is actually by Matt Mercer. So, they have his visual appearance, which I thought uh, was funny. weird. Yeah. <laughs> they also show gameplay, which, like, you carry the fucking fat, fat fucking backpack... And then, like, even have like, a portable ladder that gets really, really big, uh, you can pee. Oh, yeah. And the cool thing is, actually, they, they pointed out if you pee in the same area, then something will grow there that you could possibly harvest. Yeah. Like it shows, like, a mushroom growing and stuff. Yeah. Which is actually really cool because it's, like, it's just
1: nature. I think that that is interesting, but they also said something about, like, if you pee in the same spot as someone else. So Oh, like, maybe that's what that was, yeah. So, it, it's got a... I guess there's some level of multiplayer aspect to this game, and then you get
0: a notification that says, "Hey, this person peed in your location." <laughs> that's some territorial shit, right there. Are we getting into like dog and cat situations. Marked your spot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they just showed like that kind of gameplay and everything else, and revealed these characters. So it was really cool. This game is coming soon, and I'm just like, I don't, I need to, I need to play Elder soul uh, Five. That's why I'm like trying to get all these uh, pre, like get Wildlands done, get. Wolfenstein done, get Middle Gear done. There's so many things to get her done. Oh, yeah. I'm just like goddamn, so much shit. All right, then uh, the last uh, gameplay they showed was Avengers. So we got to see the Avengers gameplay. It's about almost twenty minutes worth and shows you every Avenger,
1: or at least um, the starting ones.
0: Yeah, like yeah. Uh, so you get you see like it starts off with Thor, and then it moves to Iron Man, then to Hulk then to Captain America to Black Widow and then to Captain America I think or I think it was Captain
1: America then, then Black, Black Widow World. ended it with like a fight with uh Taskmaster. Taskmaster
0: yeah and it was interesting like I wasn't I didn't come out... it was weird I, I watched it and I was just kind of like okay I wasn't like negative with it but I wasn't like excited either I was just kind of like yeah this game's coming it didn't really do anything for me like I guess I don't know I think I just already got a lot from Batman and Spider-Man that like something like this just it doesn't feel as I don't know it doesn't hit me where those hit me like where they're like hey some next to Spider-Man and I was like oh my god and then they're like yo there's a there's a Batman game and you're like there's a fucking Batman game like it, it doesn't hit those notes I don't know why it just it just doesn't
1: I thought it was interesting that they clearly changed up the character models a little bit after, like, so many people complained. They looked oh, a little yeah. better. They, I mean, I I'm not going to lie, problems.
0: some of them look like cosplayers. I was just like, yeah, cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're just the faces. I was just like, who is this? Because I just... A part of me cracked up just because it, it felt to me like they didn't... I mean, like, I get it. Everyone's like, that doesn't look like the MC That doesn't look like fucking Chris Hemsworth and Tony Stark and shit. Really. Yeah, I wasn't uh, expecting them to, though. It didn't look like the comic versions either they just kind of look like their own version which i was like okay and then i was like it's too recent to do that though it it feels like it doesn't i see what
1: you mean because like when i was playing marvel ultimate alliance 3 it it was kind of interesting there are some characters that are clearly meant designed to look closer to their mcu versions and then other characters that are meant to look like their comic versions like uh like, Spider-Man's costume has, like, some of the lines from the Far From Home suit. So, it looks kind of like the the cinematic universe uh, Spider-Man. But then, like, Thor just looks like original Thor. Like, Ant-Man looks like the movie's Ant-Man, but Wasp looks like Wasp from the comics. Mm. So, like... I kind of see what you mean, at least by the Avengers thing. Was like they didn't look like the people from the movies, but they also didn't really look like the comic book versions either.
0: Yeah, that's why I was like, you got
1: that's I was like, you got
0: cosplayers. I get it. Yeah. Um, I at the same time that doesn't really do anything. For, like that doesn't like make or break it at all. Yeah, I was just like, eh, yeah,
1: so, yeah. I think overall the gameplay they showed off looked. At least kind of fun. Like, I'm interested, for sure. Oh, yeah, the powers look really cool. I like that uh, they kind of teased uh, Ms. Marvel or yeah. something. Yeah, they definitely... Kamala yeah, they t-
0: They, they should Kamala Khan and everything. I was like, oh shit, it's Kamala Khan. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. That is it, actually, for our Gamescom news. So we got two last things. Uh, the first of which is that GameStop ended up laying off 120 employees. So we learned that... Uh, Let me just see. I have to look at actually an article by Jason Schreier from Kotaku about it. Just because it feels like it's the most informative one. But uh, the 120 corporate staff positions represented approximately 14% of their total associate base at their company headquarters. As well as some other offices, which includes Game Informer. So Game Informer currently has... How many people do they have? Uh, They have... Sorry, I, to, I like lost it. I think they had like thirty-two people and now they laid off like seven. So for sure for sure seven people were laid off, but I wanna say they had like a, a group of uh, thirty-two at their like like in, in just general. Like they like usually like journalists like this don't have too much. You know, the ones that do is IGN because they literally go crazy and do it, like, ar- around the world. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think as of now, there's 19 full-time editorial stuff. I don't know if that's post uh, or pre-layoff or not. Um, I could be. So I'm not sure if it's, like, 30-something or 19. But either way, that's a good chunk. That's, like, over... That's, like, 20%, really, it yeah. feels like. And this was something we had talked about previously, where we were talking, the previous GameStop layoffs they actually had done before that, uh, which I forget, do you remember how many they had laid off before?
1: Uh, no, not really.
0: Well, there was a certain amount, and after that, I was just like, or when we got that news, I was like, well, this is how it starts, they're probably gonna lay off. I would see just because they're they've closed a certain amount of GameStop's it feels like they've laid off like a uh, certain like regional staff. Yeah. Or the regional managers who basically like manage the areas and then like I was saying how uh, it just means other people will take those jobs up and just do multiple roles it seems like or something like that. Uh the next target I felt was Game Informer. And it partially was, but The way I see it Yeah so before it was 50 This one was 120 so it's a much bigger layoff Amount The way I see it is They said it's part of their to get their reboot ready So they're doing like some form of Revamp reboot uh, Initiative that they're going to take To make the company Profitable or basically Take it out of the shits If this doesn't Work What happens next like i feel like at the, like it's what i said before when i was like they you're going to see game informer leave before you see GameStop leave like they're not yeah, going to close probably. all their physical stores they're going to close get, they're going to close up game informer they're going to take off seven people i don't know how much game informer makes for them but if they don't win again in whatever form of i guess overall revenue they're trying to achieve and i guess that's probably the goal is just an overall revenue of whatever they're going to do uh, the they're just going to probably either lay off a, another chunk of Game Informer people and just say, hey, you have to make it very confined now, no more print, because don't they still do print, right? Yeah, I'm,
1: pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, so
0: they still do print. So I'm thinking either they're going to go completely digital, and they're going to make it exclusive. So they're going to say you only can be a Power Up Rewards member, or you pay for Game Informer another way to read Game Informer, and it's only going to be online. Or they're going to skip past that and lay off more people or they're just going to say, fuck it. Close game informer.
1: So I, I think of those options, I'd prefer to just see them go digital. Cause like that would be an easy way to, I would imagine cut a lot of costs just in terms of like, you don't need to buy the materials, to ink print paper. things on or print yeah. or, or like ink, uh, like the ink for it. You don't need to pay. Plus shipping it to, everywhere too. Yeah. To distribute it everywhere. Yep. Uh, plus like i used to subscribe when i was a power up rewards guy i used to have the digital magazine like as soon as it came on ipad i was like there and honestly the wait so i figured, i forget you got to choose
0: right you chose digital over physical right you didn't get the physical i, think I got both oh you got both cuz yeah, was but... it that the digital one you could only access it with power Up rewards or was it um
1: um I don't or think was so. it free and you could just you could read just... it anyway i think as long as you had a subscription you could just uh download those um i forgot how i did it but like i'm pretty sure as long as you could show that you had a subscription to game informer oh i think you just like logged in through the uh, game informer magazine so that's what i'm saying if you didn't have that does that mean you could not read any of that news um i think they would they would upload their articles for free to their website eventually but it's like Instead of getting all the news at the beginning of the month with the magazine, you would get it drip-fed to you over the month. Okay. So, it was one of those things where, like, do you want to pay for all of our previews now or just wait for them every once in a while? Gotcha. Um, I just ended up really liking the the digital version of the magazine because instead of it just having, like... Uh, still images and stuff it, they could actually embed video and like trailers for the games that they were talking about so it was like a slightly more entertaining version of the magazine i thought uh it just was unfortunate that the uh, newsstand app for the ipad at that time was just like not great <laughs> gotcha okay but yeah, yeah like i i would hate to see them go away completely or to have to lay off more people just to keep the the physical magazine going yeah if, when i personally don't see that as like a necessity
0: at the same time too it's like we're no one's really like people are dropping off i i don't i'm not a power up awards member anywhere i don't shop at gamestop i no. don't get the magazine anymore you don't get the magazine anymore you no, don't shop I literally, at anymore either right i was at
1: gamestop earlier today just because i was like I should use my car more oh, often. I'll, gosh. like, drive. Wait, cars. are you
0: still a Power Power World Oh, no. you use your car, not card. I thought you said
1: no, 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 I literally was just, like, I'll just, like, go for a short drive to Stonestown. Oh, get, yeah. Like, while a you're there or whatever. And, like, while I was there, I was, like, let's walk over to GameStop and see what's there. And I was just, like, one of the things that caught my eye was, like, Pokemon. There was a, a used copy of Pokemon Ultra Moon or something like that in their display case for, like, 35 bucks. And I was, like, that game came out, like, a year ago. And it, and it was like forty bucks when it came out, and they only dropped the price of a used copy Nintendo five dollars. That's the problem. Like maybe it is just that. It, well, that's no, the no, they Nintendo still won.
0: do that to other used games. They'll literally just drop it by five bucks, and then that's the big difference. And yeah. then they go, also oh, you get discounts as Power Up Rewards. Yeah. And you go, what if I want to buy new? Then fuck you. And then, and then mm-hmm. you're like, well, that, this is why you're out of business.
1: And that's the other thing is like, why would I pay like fifteen bucks to buy a Power Up Rewards card? to buy more used games to have it be slightly cheaper.
0: Yeah. The whole thing is like GameStop with the new news. It's like when you're not buying their used, when you buy their used games, you're basically getting something slightly to more cheaper, more affordable for yourself. But, and then you're basically helping GameStop. Yeah. Whereas when you buy new, you're helping the developers and you're helping the people that actually made the game and distributed the game.
1: And yeah. And I would personally like, literally rather spend that extra five bucks to buy a brand new copy of Ultra moon if I were gonna buy that game yeah. just because that would actually go to game Freak
0: and if there was like it's like uh, look at Green apple bookstore like they buy and sell game uh, books that are used and new and everything mm-hmm. else but it's just one So that's a local yeah shop with it's like local people that own it it's not a chain or anything else yeah and then you go to gamestop it's that but it's a franchise and you're like oh we know you guys come for money and you're still doing this, and you're still giving us nothing. Like, it's one thing for the other one going, well, if we sold this to you, we wouldn't be able to sell it for much more either, though. We wouldn't make a profit, and that wouldn't help us stay open. Whereas GameStop is like... they just, It's GameStop. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, it's... Being a corporate is much different than being local, like... Which I get, it's still... It, local people work there and everything else, but it's still... The, the, the company itself is not and it's not a small thing it's a massive fucking thing that's across the country and in other locations because like in Australia it's still called EB Games but it's still owned by GameStop oh, yeah. and stuff so it's like it, it's every, it's all over the place they're, mm-hmm. they're huge and they just still choose to be like eh we're not going to make that much money either but still like you're not going to get that much and we're going to sell for this much yeah and then they wonder why this is happening
1: yeah, it was just like, you kind of nailed the, or put, hit the nail on the head. Like, there's, like, why would you go to GameStop when their main th- way of making money is used games, but it, or at least I would imagine their main way of making money is used games, but no one wants to buy their used games because they're barely any cheaper than the uh, brand new copy that has no chances of being scratched or smudged or anything. I don't know. Yeah. Like, the one thing that I thought was interesting that GameStop had was like they had s- a small selection of like collectible uh, items. Like, I think one of the things that kind of caught my eye, if I had like disposable money, was they have like a life size version of Captain America's shield, like up on the wall that's like a hundred bucks. That's like, if I were trying to decorate my apartment. With like a bunch of Marvel shit, it might be cool to have like one of those life life size Captain America shields, but I don't know. I think I think like the majority of people aren't going to GameStop for like memorabilia. No, it's not.
0: They, that's what they're trying to do now with it, which is the whole thing. Like they bought ThinkGeek, Geek and yeah, they're like here we go with this, and it's that still hasn't worked.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. Because like, a lot of the shit too, it's like ThinkGeek Geek has some cool stuff, but also a lot of the stuff sh- stuff is fucking shit yeah it's just like cheap plastic crap that it's like i'd rather just pay more for a better thing than pay more for a shitty thing yep so that's that for you we'll see we'll we'll definitely talk about it here when they eventually reveal their revamp that they're gonna do and then of course we'll also talk whenever you see anything negative going on with them where it's like another person or people were laid off and whatnot and the area was closed or whatever Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last piece of gaming news is uh, there was apparently a, I guess not a leak technically, or it basically like a a patent for Sony appeared online. And the conjecture was, oh, is this the PS5 dev kit? Hmm. And then like uh, one of the developers, uh, who was it? Uh, I'm not sure who, uh, I can't find who it was, but basically game developer confirmed that they're like, yeah, this is actually a PS5 dev kit uh, for a developer that t- basically developers have been using it to make their games for like, I guess, next gen. Uh, it looks very interesting because it's like, uh, you've seen what it looks like, right? It's got like a weird divot on the top. It's got, it looks like an upside down V or like, I guess, an A. Yeah and it's like it's it, the shape itself looks very strange it almost looks like a 360 put sideways with a giant area missing a little bit um, but i'm pretty sure this is dev kits are always usually
1: it, dev kits usually look nothing like the uh, the final product yeah
0: so i, I it, i'm not really taking too much from this just like cuz i'm like
1: eh. from what i understand about dev kits is that they usually have a As close to the final product as you can get with, like, the internals of the device. Yeah, they
0: just want their internals to match because that's all you need. You just, just, like, whatever the shell is, it doesn't
1: matter. Exactly. So, like, a developer, it doesn't matter what the fucking box looks like. They just need to know how is their game that they are making going to run on the the guts of the device. So... the, The often game, uh, developer or game console makers like Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo will just like make some random box that doesn't have anything to do with the final product visually, but it just has like all the same internals so that yeah. they could start working on it. Like the,
0: the PS4 one looks nothing like the actual yeah. PS4. Like mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, so not, there's nothing, honestly, I just thought to share it. But it, there's nothing it's to more, really take away from it.
1: Like the the main thing you can definitively take away from a story like that of like de- a dev kits being leaked is that like the PS5 is definitely already at least mostly complete because they've at least got an idea of what the internals. Oh yeah, are no. It be. Sh-
0: honestly, I think it probably. I mean, everyone's already working on the games for it. They have yeah. been for a while mm-hmm. now. But uh, we still. I'm still wondering like. Which game... I forget, did they ever say which game's going to come probably first? Last of Us Part 2 or uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Oh,
1: I, well, Last of Us 2 definitely is coming out sooner. I think they're both coming
0: 2020, but I'm
1: thinking the question think is... Are, don't we already have a release date for The Last of Us? Isn't it spring? Oh, is it, was it just like a season? I think it was a season. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. But I feel
0: like, I guess, in that case, Ghost of Tsushima is going to be like the last of the PS4 generation. But I feel like they may also... Re- either have it instead as a launch for ps5 or i'm not really sure what it's going to be exactly but i feel like it's going to be one of the two it's either going to be ps5 or ps4 kind of like i feel like it's lining up to be where like halo infinite is as like the launch ps uh, xbox scarlet title but also probably like on the xbox one as well yeah so we'll see but all right that's all of the news um we're right under an hour and a half. It's like hour 27 currently. Five. So I'd say let's end this one Sounds and we'll fine. go and record our D23 one, which will be a shit ton more news, most likely. Um, we will get the Nintendo Direct news as well as all the other gaming news from the 29th to around probably like September 12th or something. And it'll just be um, probably another big episode that's around an hour and a half, but it'll be like a combo of games and movies again, uh, but just without the two shows. It'll be a lot easier, and then anything else small in between, we'll probably just tweet out small news picks. So we actually, I've uh, been doing that again, where uh, to make things a little bit easier, because there was so much also before Gamescom and D twenty three came out, that I put out a few things on Twitter, and we're I'm basically doing tweet. Uh, news-slash-opinion pieces real fast, like small tweet-sized about small the smallest news that it's just like, ah, we don't need to put this on the show. So I'll probably do that again for some of this stuff that's uh, post-D23 uh, that's small, uh, but we'll see what happens. But, all right, Until then, uh, you can watch us, of course, or listen to us here on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, let your friends know because we need to Grow it a little bit more right now at least because we're, we're kind of stagnant at this point in terms of uh, listeners uh if you want to email us contact us with comments positive negative feedback anything questions that we could read on the show uh email us at sutra sidetalk at gmail.com if you want to follow the podcast follow it on twitter at side sidetalk if you guys can do that please we got only like 17 followers so the more followers you get it just looks looks better you know yeah uh, of course give us reviews if you can uh then if you want to contact james or follow james on twitter specifically you can follow him at invader jim124 you could follow me at Gogo comzilla and that is our show uh like i said enjoy this uh movie tv stuff will be a few days afterwards
1: thanks for listening
0: have a good one